Greetings, returning guest, Micah Dank. Welcome back to the broadcast, sir. How are we today? Well, thank, I'm well. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Now, this, this conversation is going to be um, a little different to what the, uh, the listeners are used to, because we're not going to specifically talk about um, astrology and astronomy and the relation to the bible and stuff we're more going to open this up to a, a more of a holistic conversation pattern 
in regards to spirituality um and the various guises that that manifests itself in the three-dimensional realm Mm -hmm. so very ambiguous but wide um opener um spirituality in essence um let's start from a from a um, from a uh, well from for me let's start from a, a personal standpoint and i would say in regards to my own spirituality that is something that is um as everyone knows i i, I despise labels quote unquote so i don't like to 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 put myself in a box or so but i think um just based upon my experience um and my research it's a it's a never-ending search in regards to what the 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 final sort of pieces of the puzzle looks like in regards to what your spiritual foundation house and everything else that makes that up yeah that's Um, true i'm very i'm very weary of people who uh, have it all figured out when they're 20. Well, think about it. When we were young back then, even before 20, we did think we knew it all because, you know, things that had, had advanced since our parents' generation, et cetera, et cetera. So I get I it. Don't but- mind, I don't mind 20-year-olds thinking they have the answer. Mm-hmm. What annoys me is when you get to 70 and you still think it's the same thing. Y- yes. Good points. Good points. Well, well, I'll tell you what, as I always do, righteous advocate, for some people, that spiritual point where they are and they have where they right. have been since 20 is the right path for them. And that may be not in so much, well, as we're talking about from a spiritual aspect, that may be just from a binding religion aspect. Now, that was all they needed, that particular individual to take see them through from 20 to 70. Correct. However... There is so much more out there mm. that you're shutting yourself off from. I would agree. I would agree. But at, and at the same time, you have to be, it's like um, eating cakes. I love to bring this as an analogy. Yeah. Your favorite cake, for instance, maybe ginger cake or, you know, a Victoria sponge. Now that will taste wonderful made by, you know, an adequate chef. And let's right. say that at, adequate shift happened to make a bit of an error and got a little bit of feces into that mix (laughs) unbeknownst to you now you would ingest the whole of that thing unknowingly not knowing what's in there but knowing having the power and the knowledge and the foreknowledge of wait a minute this this is contaminated in essence i am not going to eat anything (laughs) <laughs> let's wait for right. another another serving so it, it's it's in, it's important definitely to search um especially if you're stuck in in, in a specific dogma slash religion but be wary of where you search right um i just learn about everything i just reach out to everything and i just combine all my knowledge and all my <clears throat> all my studying and all my understanding. I mean, I've studied the Bible for 30 years. I've studied the occult and esoteric for 20 and I've studied astrotheology for 10. I've been teaching it for two and I'm already all over the place in it. Um, mm. You know, it's just, it, it's kind of like, I can only imagine where I'm going to be in 10 years. 
Exactly. You know, when I'm constantly searching. Mm. Mm. But do you ever think you'll find the point where you find you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to have found what you're looking for? I don't think so. I think I'm too curious. Yeah. I think I'm too curious. My my views are always changing. Like when I first started with astrotheology, I was dead set on the fact that this is it. This is the this is what the Bible is. Um, this is what the ancient texts are because I've done the ancient texts too. Yes. That are outside of the Bible. Um, but when it comes down to it, um, I realized that the Bible is actually so much more. It's actually made up of what's known as the seven sciences, which is metaphysical, anatomical, astrotheological. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others too. Um, and uh, I just realized that I have just one, one little key that I focus in on very difficult, very hard on. Yeah. Um, I, but it's just a key. It's just one key. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be the oldest and the most prevalent in the Bible, but that doesn't make it the only thing. Very good points. Very good points. You know, I find, I find, I find that, <sighs> I find that religious people, people who take the Bible literally, are not open to things. And I, what I've come to realize lately is, I feel like atheism is not so much an intellectual understanding or thought, a school of thought. Where atheism is is the kind of place where um, people come to that conclusion and they're satisfied with it. Yeah, I feel like atheism is more of a reaction to how religious people are. I you know, God, I, I say that God is what the Bible says He is, His words and this and that. People are like, well, I don't believe in that. But that doesn't mean God doesn't exist. It just means that the Bible isn't from God. The Bible isn't from God. The Bible was written by people. Um. And I find that most atheists and that most most Satanists too, it's just a reaction to religious, which is just as equally unhealthy. That's a good point. I didn't. I, I kind of came to that same conclusion myself, but I've never actually vocalized it in the same way that you have. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're definitely right. I mean, some people are very strict in regards to, like, so many of the people who are now atheists or who have turned into, you know, turned to other i.e. Satanism, etc., have right. generally come from a very strict Catholic or Baptist evangelic back and you've and right. whatever background. And it's like this is more of too a rebellion. Much. It's more exactly. it's more of a rebellion. Yeah. But you you will also have those specific people who are Satanists who are and let's be very clear when we define terms. Satanism for how it's being uh, worked by Satanists does not mean believe in a devil with a red pointy thing. Most Satanists don't believe that the Satan is even real. Satanism is making yourself into God, making yourself the primary uh, of everything. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. So let's be very clear. It's almost nihilistic. It's almost nihilistic in in its approach. Well, it's damaging. Um, The idea of when you're, when you're, they say that the first 30 years you develop, no, the first 20 years you're developing your ego. And then a, a wise man will spend the rest of his life trying to dissolve it. Um, mm-hmm. Satanism is just pure ego. Yes. There's no moving from it. Mm-hmm. 
that is the 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 ritual and the driving factor for what it's whatever the carnal needs and desires are and the ego which right. generally drives that element that's what we're bringing forth it's and, and, and you know what you'll find what you'll find too is you'll find in the um in, in anton levey's 11 satanic tenements you'll find that most of them make a lot more sense than the ten commandments now the ten commandments Okay, you could see three of them in chapter 125, Book of the Dead, from the Egyptians. Okay, but most of them, if not all of them, come from the 42 negative confessions of Mott. So, the uh, from the Egyptian time. So, the Ten Commandments isn't actually original, it's actually borrowed from the Egyptians, like most things are. And, um, but when you put them up side by side, you'll find that the Satanist commandments are more humanist. It's almost well. It's not almost. It is designed to fall in line with the, the the current sort of societal norms and and accepted behavior of sorts. Right, right. Like they tell you, like, do not touch someone unless they want you to. Do mm-hmm. not, you know. They 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 have very moral, human moral things. The problem with the Bible is it's made up of seven sciences, and you know how deep I go into astro theology. So Indeed. you can only imagine. Mm. You can only imagine people that wrote a book. That have seven layers to it. It's it's outrageous how and I found it in the Old Testament. It's like the in the old text too. Um, these ancient holy scriptures, I call them holy scriptures because you have like the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the Quran, mm-hmm. you have the Enuma Elish, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Sumerians, the Babylonians. Um, you have those books that I've gone through. I've gone through the Book of Mormon too. Um, these all are ba- these <laughs> all have <laughs> Yeah, but you, you'd be surprised to find that it's based on astrotheology too. Yeah. Now, I, I am just somewhat of a uh, well-versed in astrotheology. I'm not well-versed in the other seven sciences, but to actually write a, to write a book that big where a bunch of people uh, layered a story with seven different sciences, it's outrageous to think. It's mind-blowing. I, don't, I couldn't write like that, well, and I'd like to think that I'm open to it, but the other important thing is to note that um, the Bible is also a product of its time. So all the rules and the regulations and the things that they were doing 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's the same stuff. So it's a very encoded, wise book. Yes. But the problem is, and if you read it literally, um, you could find some morality in it. But the problem is, is there's so much negative stuff that people have to use apologetics to get away from. Um like how you stone your daughter if she's not a virgin anymore, like things to that nature. That just yeah. speaks of that just speaks of of a product of the time. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Bible is not what I say it is. Yeah, and and I don't know whether even I'm definitely not an expert in this area, but I don't even think that that was was a literal law for you. Because you know, just imagine that. Just imagine that as a law. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know my daughter's done that. I've got a stone there. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it, that's barbaric. I'll put it this way to you. I'll, I'll put it to you, I'll put it to you this way, Neville. If you go to Israel, right, and you go, you know the the Welling Wall, the Western yes, Wall, indeed. Well, you got to understand the Western Wall was actually a Roman fortress called Fortress Antonia. That's what the wall actually was. Um, that, wasn't it that? Was, that's actually what it was. It was called Fortress Antonia. But if you go to the Western Wall, if you were to take a cab there on a Saturday, you're breaking Shabbat. You're breaking the rules of, uh, of, of Judaism. And do you know what the reaction will be if you show up there in a cab? They will stone you. These are Jews we're talking. They will stone you if you show up to the Western Wall 
well, in a cab. And again, that's a that's a time. That's a product of the times. Yes. Now you studied the scripts, the manuscripts. Where on earth in the in the in the tour outside of the 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 um. <laughs> What's their secondary book? You've got the Kabbalah, which is more the mystic one, and you've got the... It's called the Tanakh. The, uh, Talmud. No, 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 the, the Talmud. Talmud, which that's right. the one where... Well, that's sort, of like a, that's sort of like a composium compendium of, uh, of rabbis' thoughts on it. Totally, but it that gives a, you, but that that's that's allegedly again. I haven't read it in too much detail, but that gives you more specific detail as the um, the hadiths gives you detail on some of the the ceremonial practice, some of the laws that are in there. It's supposed to give you more right, but it, what it, what it yeah, but what it is is it's, it's Jewish apologetics. That's all it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's look at it this way again. Looking at the old manuscripts, taking away the the, the apologetics element of it, 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 I don't recall seeing anything where it says that you could, it says to cease from labor on that day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say about utilizing technology, you know, it doesn't say anything like that. So how how do we get It's been interpreted that way. It's been coming along that way. Well, because you couldn't, what happened is because back in the day, you couldn't ride like a horse or a donkey. Mm -hmm. to a temple so you weren't that, that's considered work you couldn't turn the lights on so it evolves the problem yeah. is this is kind of like a very i'll give you an example dante's divine comedy mm. is an elegant beautiful metaphorical representation of the layers of hell okay yeah but it was also written during the dark ages indeed okay so when you're talking about things being written in the dark ages or when people it's a product of the time mm -hmm. i speak i speak to my education and my upbringing that's how i speak i cannot speak more than that i'm not a physicist mm -hmm. so i can't go that deep into the mathematics of physics even though i understand quantum physics i can't go into the math because I can't think at that level because I'm not educated to that level. Right. Nobody was educated back in the day. They just followed the rules and the laws. And yeah. it was all borrowed from previous shit. Almost like a, um, well, not even almost. It's a, it's a, a Chinese whispers of sorts with, with variations. Yeah. The, the, the borrowing of, of traditions, the borrowing of gods and just renaming them throughout the, the, the empires and right. stuff. Right. I mean, the Jews still worship on the Saturday or the Saturn day because their 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 religion goes back to Saturnalia worship. You know, it, it's 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 all there. All the information is there, and it's wise, brilliant information. The problem is, is most of what I call filler, where it's not something that you could decode. It's just storyline. Mm -hmm. They write like they were educated. That's why when you read stories about Jesus, Jesus will say. And then he walked no further. No, no. Jesus will say something like, um, stand up and let me touch your eyes. And then the next phrase will be, and he touched his eyes and then he could see. That's just bad writing. That's, <laughs> but that's how people wrote back then. That's, that's not how you write now. That's well, just bad writing. Well, also, some of the, depending on where you're looking at, 100 plus years had elapsed before, you know, the prophets had even, you know. <laughs> right. Well, you got to understand is that the Bible, these these prophets, these names, the people, when they go through the list of people, these are not real people. 
Okay, you wouldn't read Beowulf and be like, oh, I wonder, you know, where Beowulf is buried. You know, you wouldn't take the book stories as literal. But that's what people have done with the Bible. The Bible, these are these are just Jungian archetypes, these uh, characters, these stories. And most of them, most of the stories, um, Samson and Delilah, mm-hmm. uh, Daniel and the lion's den, uh, Jonah and the whale. These are just different ways of talking about the sun going through the 12 zodiac signs. They're very deeply encoded. And what I try and do with my work is I try and unpack it as best as I can. But there's just different ways of talking about it because ever since the beginning of history, the sun was God. We, there's no life without the sun. Of course, of course. From a primitive element aspects, and that's going to be encoded into, into the DNA throughout the generations, that is still there and that is still primarily there. You've still got, you know, tribes who are animists, et cetera, et cetera. So like, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I, I totally get it. Um, in regards to the floods, as we've touched on many times, because right. this is this is the one that that it, it's proven across this plane of existence that there was some kind of deluge that took place, correct? Based upon shells being found on Mount Everest and all different types of mountains, etc. That that's right. Cool. Now nobody's denying the flood. Yes. But what I'm telling you is the biblical flood was in the uh, Epic of Gilgamesh. No, no, that's before. not where I'm going, Micah. That's not where I'm going. Oh. Where I was going okay. with it was the Mount Ararat, you know, with the, the geological find that they've had there saying that, the, the, you know, Noah's Ark is actually there. Supposedly, that's what they say. That's what they're saying. Um, and they've done... Rape. They haven't produced any wood they haven't done any of that kind of stuff nope no nothing like that at all but they have done the what's the term some kind of um x-ray photography which is mapped Mm -hmm. out literally like a a vessel style shape right would you well you you understand the 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 the, um the flood in the jewish bible noah's ark you, you have to understand when you're talking about uh, Noah's Ark or when you're talking about Jesus is they'll find remnants of things that point to the stories. For example, a tomb that says, here lies James, brother of Jesus. They will find things, they will find uh, pottery um, of fertility gods or they will find uh, things that point in the action of it, but they will never find you know, his bones, the nail, the cross. They will never find any of this stuff. Okay, because what they find is circumstantial evidence all the time, because people were talking about it back then and they made them into stories, but that doesn't prove the legitimacy or that they were even real. You know, these mummies that they seem to parade and have in, like, for instance, the British Museum and Cairo and all that kind of stuff. Those, those are somebody's ancestors, ultimately. For right. them to take them from the, their place of rest, it's like, you know, taking it on a, on a basic level. It's like someone in 100 years going around some uh, graveyards and cemeteries and digging people up and saying, here we go. This is a really right. important person and, you know, we need to preserve it and put it in. It's, it's, it's very... Well, you're creepy. in England, right? Didn't they yes. just find King Richard under a supermarket? Like, that yes. will never happen to any of these characters. You're never going to find Solomon's whatever... Well, was it actually King? It was a hole, wasn't it? A huge, no, it was a huge hole, hole at the found of that supermarket. It wasn't his bones, unless you can correct. No, I'm sure it wasn't his bones. Um, it was just a massive hole of his um, 
jewels, etc., etc. Oh, they found a skeleton. I'm, I'm almost positive they found a skeleton. Ah, because I remember that. That was about eight plus years ago, maybe even longer. Yeah, they found a skeleton. He was under a freaking supermarket or a parking lot. It was one of the two. <laughs> parking lot. That's it. A supermarket parking lot. Yep, yep. Let me just quickly have a look to see if that was indeed his bones as we continue. Um, so from your standpoint, for, again, staying on the spiritual sort of realm that we're on, um, a creator force, I mean, like, how, how does that manifest? In what way? Can you be a little more specific? Um, in for humans, humanity-wise, how does that does that manifest in, for instance, in China in a different way than it would manifest in America or England? See, that's that's a question that I get that I get uh, reasonably. I am so unfamiliar with Eastern things, Chinese mm-hmm. uh, Buddhism, Eastern philosophies. That's not where I, I I spend all my time in the West. Okay, uh, and the reason is is because. Um, Israel, Egypt, um, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, uh, Egyptians, which is called Kemeticism now. Yes. Uh, they're bringing the word back. Um, you'll find all these hoteps online. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear, <laughs> hear you say that and use that term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but like all this took place in the West. And, and not only that, but it took place in the Northern Hemisphere. That's why astrotheology is based, the way it works, is it's based on the Northern Hemisphere. Because you have to understand, when you see Taurus and you see the plow, you see the bull. That's when you plow in the Northern Hemisphere. But in the Southern Hemisphere, you have to go across the Zodiac. That's Scorpio. Scorpio is the spring. Whereas the, new, um, the summer solstice here is actually the winter solstice there. So you got to realize is that all this science came from the North. And from the West. Yeah, of course. So that's where I basically stick with. Yeah. 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 Um, well, even within the Western Hemisphere, would you still say it's, you know, in regard to that creative spirit and the way it's manifest and, and shown is a, a oneness of sorts? Or, or is it manifested as we can see? They, they manifested They manifested differently. Um, in the ancient holy texts, the Egyptians, the, the Bibles, um, they sort of tell you your spirituality mm-hmm. whereas in the east i believe they 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 tell you to seek yourself and Indeed. find yourself yeah it's very so it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a very different it's very like the japanese and, and the chinese it's very different than than, than what happens in the west mm. and also i mean looking at the um the Hamitian sort of paradigm they had as as within islam before muhammad um they had a plethora, uh, more than 360 plus deities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, it, depending on who you were, had more reverence out of, you know, the 340 others, then, you know, you would hide, hold that higher than anybody else. Um, right. Within the priest system, there's something else. Within the, you know, the pharaoh right. system, there's, 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 you know, there's levels to who is the, indeed the supreme deity. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very accurate. That's very accurate. But just the fact that there are so many deities should just show you that maybe you don't really have a grasp on what a deity is. You know, the fact that you need to kind of 
pick yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the illusion of choice, isn't it? I mean, like, what yeah. are these deities? I mean, like, what energy are these? Are these supreme, all-knowing all creator, or are these? They're little... lower. They're lower level gods. Exactly. They are they're little G's. Gods. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what's brought so much confusion into the world is that there's 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 a search, there's a, 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 a an inherent search for us to seek and to connect back with that source. But because mm -hmm. of the, as per, let's use the biblical text, as per the fallen ones, you know, the fallen angels right, who right. came down um, right. and taught women how to, you know, beautify themselves and pharmakia, et cetera, et cetera. These all of, of these things are put in place. And some would even hypothesize that some of those fallen gods were indeed worshipped in, 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 in Egypt, in Kemet. Yeah, what would um, you Akhenaten, Akhenaten in 1367 BC. This is well before uh, Abraham. This is well before Moses uh, established a uh, monotheistic religion. He was mm -hmm. the first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so monotheism actually comes from Egypt. Okay, the idea that the Abrahamic religion started monotheism is completely incorrect. But some would say you, you're right in on the veneer in regard to the concept but ultimately as we alluded to earlier it's sun worship right it's the aton it was you're right it was a sun worship but that doesn't change the fact that it was monotheism of course of course look at what jesus is i mean look at what christianity is jesus is literally the sun <laughs> For... that hasn't changed <laughs> that was corrupted tremendously to to bring forth that in in its modern sense um, but you're 100% correct in in, a, in its modern connotation, especially with the, uh, the the iconography, which is recent. Well, in the what, 16th or well, 14th upward century, you can see the light, the sun, the iconography all over this um, seizure. I would I would I would tell any of your listeners. I would tell any of your listeners to go on the internet, Google pictures, or look up whatever search browser you want. Look up pictures of Jesus. Mm -hmm. okay they're all going to be cartoons or they're going to be paintings mm -hmm. find one of them just one where the sun is not behind his head yeah it's it's tricky it's tricky especially when you go to the um the francisco um period where literally there was light behind everybody's heads <laughs> mm -hmm. right um, but that's where it comes from well okay let's go on another thread them christians so before three before 325 a.d christians were known as heliognostics mm -hmm. before constantine united everything the word was heliognostics or helios is uh the sun in greek mm -hmm. and gnosis is to know they were no. sun worshippers they knew this they knew this it was at 325 a.d during the council of nicaea that they made everything but wasn't that that wasn't that a sect some would say that that was all, that wasn't the majority of so-called Christianity at that point. That was a specific sect within the, the. No, no, this was the whole thing. Julian the Apostate was Constantine's nephew. Mm -hmm. His name was Julian the Apostate. Look up what the word apostate means. He tried to bring everyone back to sun worship, and he got an arrow in his back for it. <laughs> Very swiftly. Yeah, and this is Constantine's nephew that knew that it was sun worship by the way so what what is what do you what are your thoughts about him having this vision and stuff and 
do you reckon this is all sort of mythalized later on or do you, do you think it was just a very smart ploy of him to to to, to bring forth that that nice here's cancer? what happened here, here's here's what happened at the very beginning people would look at the stars because there was no light pollution because we didn't have industry uh-huh. so they'd look at the sky at night and they'd see all the stars and they would see them moving they would see uh they would see um, meteors, they would see everything, and they would see Saturn, and then they would make up these elaborate stories about it, and they would teach it to their children. Yes. Then what they would do is, as they taught it to their children, and then to their children, and then to their children, eventually the people learned how to write. Uh-huh. So they started writing this stuff down. So it became the basis of all the stories, okay? But what it is, is it's basically the stars and everything, um, as it is, because that's how you knew it. That's how you discovered the sun clock. We don't have, or they didn't have back in the day, um, a phone that tells them the date, the time. Of course not. Yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have a weatherman who's like half wrong half the time, but <laughs> at least could get it right if it was going to snow. Yeah. Like they didn't know. <clears throat> so they had to come up with the, with the, they had to look at the stars and figure it out. And what they realized after thousands of years was that the sun tells the time of the day, the moon tells the day of the month, and the zodiac tells the month of the year. It's a perfect clock. And to me, that's a fingerprint of God. That's a fingerprint of creation. And we have a perfect solar clock in our, mm. a perfect clock in the sky based on where we're located right now in the Milky Way, in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Literally, yeah. it's a perfect solar clock. Yes. You know? And it's not to say that other entities that live on other planets and other galaxies don't have the same thing. I think they would have most definitely, if, if you're going to look at it in, in that respect, as you know, I think, I think we uh, are still, I'm on the side is that, you know, where we are, this, 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 this rock, this, this plane of existence is a very special place. I'm not denying, you know, I, I, I still think that there's some kind of, old, you know, like for instance, sliders, something like that. Not necessarily right. an alternate universe, but I think that there's something right. else. There's some kind of well. That's what my book. That's what my book series is all about. My book series is literally as close to an alternate universe as it can possibly be to our reality. I have very. I, I have characters that you can realize who they are in real life. Mm-hmm. Stories that can be real. Um, that's what my book series basically does: is it teaches astrotheology wrapped around in stories that could very well be myths. To be honest with you, mm. watch this space. Watch this space. I mean, wh- how much do you know about the um, the Dogon tribe? Oh, the uh, yeah, with the uh, so the Dogon tribe actually competed with another uh, fish tribe called the Mithra. The Pope's hat is called a mitre. Okay, it comes from yes. the word Mithra. Indeed. Mithra was a fish god. Yes, and if you turn the Pope's mitre to the side, it looks like a fish head. Exactly, because that's right. what it used to be. Mm-hmm. But the Dagon or the Dogons were the same thing. It was fish gods. But why was it fish gods? Why were there fish gods? Well, that's because it was during the age of Pisces, the two fish. That's why Jesus feeds the masses with two fish when he's on the mound. Because he's a Piscean sun god. Oh, but there don't, doesn't there, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't their um, Genesis story come, begin with them being seeded on an, via an egg or something like that? I don't recall, to be honest with you. Okay. I haven't looked too deep into them. Yeah, it's been it's been at least fifteen years since I looked into that. Um, but I'm sure they're kind of mythological stories that 
the, the seeding of humanity was via an egg or something. That's trust right. me, someone in the comments will be able to correct me or confirm. Um, but it's it kind of it, it makes a perfect sense based upon their okay. Question is, where on earth, out of all of the different tribes of people across this right. point of existence at this early time, how did they manage to gain so much so advanced knowledge in regards to start serious A, B, and all the rest of that stuff? That's an, that's a great question. You, 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 I could follow it up with an even better question. Okay, mm-hmm. explain to me why the pyramids in Egypt yeah. line up to Orion's belt, <laughs> exactly. but not only that, not only do they line up to Orion's belt. But if you look at pyramid clusters from South America, the Middle oh, yeah. East, yes, and to the West, over the world, it actually lines up to Orion's Belt too. There's a consciousness grid um, over ley, Earth. Ley lines. And things are built. Ley lines and things are built on it. Mm. Uh, pyramids, obelisks, things yeah. of that nature. And then uh, um, of, of later times, churches, governmental right. buildings, etc. Yeah. Right. It just, it seems like the more you study it, the, the more you realize that any time government has ever stepped in on it, they've only done it to uh, make you lose all this, make you lose all this science. Mm. There's a quote by John Dominic Croissant that I love, and I always say it. He says, it's not that the ancients wrote literal stories, and we are now smart enough to take them symbolically. It's that they wrote them symbolically, and we are now dumb enough to take them literally. I would say that in a roundabout way, that's very true, man. I think we're at the point of devolution that, yeah, that, that statement is pretty indeed correct. Yeah. It's, I uh, mean, if you, look at, if you look at the Egyptian time period, right? The Egyptian time period was, was the worship of the bull. They sacrificed the bull. Mm-hmm. The hieroglyphs have the bull. Hieroglyphs of the bull with the sun between its horns. It's telling you. It's telling you. They worship the sun in Taurus. Now, the Egyptians fade after the age of Taurus, and the Jews come up. That's the age of Aries, the ram. That's why the Jews blow the ram's horn to the sky. Okay? <laughs> and what you'll also find, too, is that they smear the lamb or the ram's blood during Passover on their doorposts, Indeed. telling the angel of death that they're Jews. Indeed. So don't kill their firstborn sons. Well, well, so you have all well, that. Then, let let wait, me just slip, the, let's yeah. use the correct verbiage for this time period. Some of them would have been Jews, but as, as a collective, they would have been either Israelites or Hebrews. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Jews is a modern-day word. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But you know what I meant. Yes, of course. Um, okay. So, basically, so they fade after that. They go down in numbers. Okay? Do you and think... The Christians before you, come... Before yeah. you continue, do you think that this is... This use... This use um, christian type verbiage do you think this is divinely inspired in regards to each empire coming up in this age and then knowing that this is the age that they're in and they you know you're going to see personified throughout their kind of culture and stuff i mean so let me just finish this and then i'll, I'll explain that so yeah. basically the uh the christians come up during the age of pisces you have jesus feeding the masses with two fish he's known as the fisherman of men his names for him. Um, and then now we're in the age of Aquarius. And if you follow the pattern, Christianity and Catholicism is going to go down. That's why they're being attacked in the media so much, because the people at the very top know it's a new age and there needs to be a new religion. That's why they're opening a one world religion in Jerusalem. Uh-huh. 
uh, one world building. That's um, why the Pope is having all of these summits with the, all of the different religions and okay, mm -hmm. okay. Because it's a new age. Now, if you go back, we had the age of Taurus. If you go back to the age of Gemini, we don't know much of that. But we do know in the age of uh, why? Leo. Why don't we know much about it since we're in Gemini season? Why? I've always wanted to know that, actually. Why is that so, so much left out? And we generally hear about um, a lot of it. A lot of it has to do with the fact that um, writing was invented during the age of Taurus with the Sumerians. Mm -hmm. So before then, in the age of Gemini, they might have. I mean, they, they were just basically they were just domesticating the dog at that point. Um, so, so we, we don't have a lot of, we don't going, have a lot of written stuff. We're going backwards rather than forwards because Gemini is after Taurus. Well, this is this is during okay, so when you're talking about the age that we're in, yeah. it's known as the precession of the equinoxes. Of course. So it's where it goes from Aquarius, Pisces, Aries, Taurus. That's mm -hmm. how it goes during the year. Mm -hmm. During the procession of the equinoxes, our sign that we're in for 2,160 years, it would go backwards. Backwards, that's what I, yeah, I thought, yeah. All right. Now, the thing is, is that in the age of Leo, we actually have some remnants. We have uh, the Sphinx. Okay. Did you know that the Sphinx, which is basically a lion? Well, okay. it's been high. See, now, I, you can clearly see that the structure, the face has definitely been changed. Right. Now, it's hypothesized that it was a lion because basically based upon the iconography of the the um, the glyphs, etc. But we can't be 100% sure. We're, 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 it's the sure same. Mm. I'll explain it to you. I'll give you two examples. Why? Okay. They're, circumstan they're circumstantial, but they make complete sense. Mm -hmm. If you understand the science, they make complete sense. Um, the back of the Sphinx is soft. Okay. It's not coarse. Okay, you would think that if it wasn't smooth, it would be coarse Cassandran over it for thousands of years, mm -hmm. but it's not, it's smooth. Why? Well, the last time they had uh water well, in that same. area, yeah, yeah, was 12,000 years ago during the dry age. That was when the ice caps melted, and that's when it flooded Earth. There's the flood. Now, you have to understand too, is it ran on the Sphinx for years and years and years and years and decades and, and hundreds of years. Okay, so it smoothed it out. Also, if you see, remember how I told you the uh, the um, the pyramids uh, line up to Orion's belt? Yes. Well, the Sphinx, <clears throat> from how it was built, it would have been facing the age of Leo twelve thousand years ago. So that's how we know that it was built twelve thousand years ago because it's all it's all been like that for some reason, and I can't find out why. The age that we're in is like the most important thing. That goes on. I don't know why, but it is. Many people have I've, <clears throat> have have reached that same that same um, hypothesis as well. That this is definitely, and some from a, a, a sort of a dogmatic uh, religious standpoint think this is literally the last days physically. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think this is last well, days. The, well, hold on a second. The last days. That's a mistranslation. They say. <laughs> In the Bible, it does not say the end of times or the end of days. Age, it right? It says the end, the end of an age, the end mm -hmm. of an eon. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's Eons a Greek. sign. That's a, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah, that's a zodiac sign. It's the end of zodiac sign. 
the Mayans knew this. The Mayans calendar ran out December 21st, the winter solstice of 2012. Okay. Okay. That. So with that, <coughs> excuse me, we're currently use, utilizing the Gregorian calendar, which has us right. in 2022. Julian calendar. We, we, we discussed this before. What's the difference? There's a, there's a, we're, we're out. We're, we're in advance in regards to the Gregorian calendar, aren't we? Versus the Julian yeah, calendar. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Julian calendar was or July and August is uh, Julius Caesar and Caesar Augustus. They added yes. two. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, September, October, November, December, that's sept, oct, nov, December, okay. deck. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes. But you have to understand is it doesn't matter to what it doesn't matter what calendar we're in. The Egyptians have us at 2014 right now because they have a 13-month calendar with uh, 12 months of 30 days and one month of five days. Uh, but the problem is, is that the zodiac has nothing to do with the months. Okay, oh, the of months course not. have to do with the zo- the months yeah. have to do with the zodiac. Yes. Yes, 100%. 100% agree with that. 100% agree. Now, isn't there another calendar where, was it the, the Hebrews they utilized? Was it a t- t- equal parts of 28 days? So the, the, the Hebrew calendar is a yeah. little different. The, the Hebrew calendar, you have, uh, you know how we have a leap day every four years? Mm-hmm. They have a leap month. It's called Adarshani. It's their last month. It's kind of, it's, it's like December 2. That's basically what it sounds like. And it's an additional month. So their calendar is different too. But they're in year 57, what is it, 83, 84? I don't even remember. Um, but yeah, no, their calendar is there too. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting, man. It's, I mean, when I first started figuring, finding out, I mean, I, like the, the, the calendars and the, it does have a, an, an effect on us. As you say, it it's, doesn't relate necessarily to the, the heavenly bodies and stuff, but in regards to our concept of time and how we do things, it messes us, right. us up totally. When that was done, it was, when it changed from the Julian to the uh, Gregorian calendar, they was on like, for instance, I think it was the 16th. And then when they woke up the next day, it was like the, the 21st. It was the or 25th, something. yeah, <laughs> yeah. 25th, 25th, yeah. He was like, come on, like, they're really having a... A way with us. Well, that's just humanity. That's just humanity trying to put a timestamp on. There's the time only works in one direction in this dimension, but as you enter higher dimensions, time becomes more fluid. Mm -hmm. You can go back. You can go forward. It's 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 different. There's only one eternal moment. Okay, everything everything past, present, and future happens simultaneously. We just experience it. We would go insane. We wouldn't be able to function. We only experience it going one direction because that's how it was created to be. Okay. But time is just an eternal now moment. That's all it is. This is just humanity trying to decide, oh, let's just use this so that, you know, you can get to work on time and, and crap like that. But also, if you look, if you put your tinfoil hat on, if we go back to when, you know, we had like mechanical clocks. Now right. we generally don't have mechanical clocks. We have digital clocks, which automatically updates. And many, right. many people, and like for instance, the older you get, you think, flipping hell, I can't do the things I was able to do in the time span that we've got. It's not that there's more cars on the road, which there obviously are, and there's more people right. of sorts, but like, why can't I do the things that I'm doing? You know, why am I always tired? And then again, people hypothesize that, look, with all these digital clocks, no one has like mechanical clocks anymore. They are literally stealing time from us. You know, we, we're supposed to have 24 hours a day, but do we really? 
or, or are we just waking up when the clock says to wake up? That's interesting. Well, that's why everything is based on uh, the meridian. And I think it's Greenwich time. I Greenwich think that's by time. You. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, why on earth would it be Greenwich Meridian time for the whole? I have no. I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea why it's set that way. It's interesting. This is what I mean. It's it's so fun to just be asking these questions. Why you know you could be on a little 15 20 30 minute sort of rabbit hole understanding understanding and understanding oh that's why they've done it that's why the, the uk is the standard for time etc okay you know what, what year was that done you know what it, it's it's interesting man it's interesting the mm -hmm. fun facts fun facts right so on, on in in your evolving consciousness of sorts as you said you you kind of where you currently are you're borrowing from in essence you spit you're eating the meat and you're spitting the bones out via the use of multiple different manuscripts right right <clears throat> is there any is there any particular manuscript that you lean more heavy on or you have more affinity with i think the best work i've done so far is on the book of matthew but that doesn't make it more important than anything else. That just means that I've I've decoded it better than anything else. Um, it's the same stuff. Yeah. If you've ever heard me speak about the 12 signs and, and what they all mean mm -hmm. and the keywords in each sign and then use that cipher to decode, I could take any book and do it. Now you said you've before you said you've done it with like some like lit literary books, just like normal like fictionary fictionary books. Not really fictionary books, but the Epic of Gilgamesh. The Code of Hammurabi, the Egyptian Book of the Dead, yeah. the Quran, the Enuma Elish. These are Egyptian books. These are Babylonian, these are Babylonian Sumerian books. Mm. Okay. And it's still based on astrotheology. <laughs> it's, it, it's got to make you think, you know, do you still want to remain in the box or do you want to seek and, you know, test? what you believe to hold, to know, or think to know to be true, you know, and stay in that little world or to test it and say, actually, you know what? No, I was a little bit incorrect here. Maybe I need to, I need to look at these. Maybe we just start off and look at maybe from a, the three Abrahamic faiths, you know, um, maybe I just look at some extra biblical text. Maybe let's start there. Well, Abraham himself, Abraham himself wasn't even an original idea. First of all, he wasn't real. Okay. It's a name given to someone. But Abraham, before the reason he's Abraham is because he was changed from Abram, Abram. when he was about to when he was about to slaughter his son Isaac, and the angel came down and stopped him. Then he was given the name Abraham. But Abram and his wife Sarah goes back to Brahma and Sarah Swati. It's just it's influence from the east. Okay, these aren't original concepts. So if you base everything based on Abrahamic religions, you're missing. The Hindu part of it. No, what, what kind of? So I've studied more the deity elements of the Eastern religions and stuff versus the actual, like the core values, etc. Right. So, like, what, what, what positive elements, or what, what, what? Not necessarily similarities, but what can you bring forth from from those sort of um, scripts, the Vedic scripts, etc. That we can sort of say actually that principle or that idea is really good i, I like that 
it would be a little difficult for me because I don't really touch Eastern. I, I, I literally, I'm only one person. I can't yes, of do course. everything. You know <laughs> indeed, what I mean? indeed. I'm, yeah. I, I've, I've gotten really, really, really good at one thing mm-hmm. and I'm just trying to cast a wide net with it. Of course. Of you course. know, and you know, maybe one day I'll start to work on it, but yeah. I get it though. I, I have heard it. I have heard that. And in regards to the names, they sound, it sounds very similar. I mean, there, there is talk of uh, the, the missing years of Jesus, aka Yeshua HaMashiach. And they say that he traveled to the East and, you know, in, in made an influence over there, etc. Um, well, that's just nonsense. Number one, Jesus didn't exist. But number two, he disappeared at 12 and came back at 30. Do you know why? Explain. People have always tried to answer that question. You know that, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's very simple. It's very simple. What happens to a young Jewish boy when they turn 12? That, um, I can't remember the ceremony, but it's the, the name of the ceremony. But it's the, 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 it's a bar the mitzvah. That's it, the bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bar mitzvah. He becomes a man. Coming of age, so then yeah. He, so, so then he goes to study, okay? And he comes back at 30. Well, why 30? Why specifically 30? Well, you'd have to understand the astrology and the previous sciences before it. Okay, mm-hmm. you'd have to under- you'd have to understand that Judaism was based on Saturn worship. Okay, it was based on the Saturnalia cult. Okay, Saturnalians said that you were not allowed. One of their tenements was you are not allowed to come back and teach, not come back, but you are not allowed to teach a subject until Saturn has returned to its place when you were born. Do you know how long that takes? Whoa. For, um... That's why he comes back at 30. He leaves at 12 and comes back at 30. It's very simple. I've never heard that explanation before. You dropped a little jewel there, another jewel for us, senior. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. I'm going to definitely look into that. Yeah, so it's, very simple. It's, it's a very simple explanation. It's Occam's razor, really. Mm. The simplest explanation, the simplest explanation is the best. But he didn't exist. He's the Piscean solar deity. He's an anthropomorphized astrotheological allegory of the sun going through the 12 zodiac signs. He didn't exist. And so, okay. Mm, this is slightly staying on the same vein so none of the based upon your your research none of the characters within these manuscripts uh, actually existed these are just never said that i never said none of them do for example pontius Pilate, we know existed um no the characters that it's basically like what i do is they it's writing uh, a story based on the time Mm -hmm. these characters they don't exist some of them might be based on people you ever see based on a true story before you watch a movie (laughs) yes 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 that's what the shit is that's what this is this is a script this is a movie script that isn't exactly what happened that doesn't have all the right people and it maybe some names were changed this and that but that's basically what the bible is and it was it was basically an elaboration of the the zodiac story and then layering these other these other elements onto it what was what what do you think the purpose of doing that just just to pass the knowledge down through the generations yes because people used to read this symbolically people used to read this symbolically you have to remember at 325 ad they made literal christianity what it was there's a church in israel 
in a town called Megiddo. It's where we get the word Armageddon from. It's where the end of the world is supposed to happen, the battle, uh, where Jesus comes down and, and fights everyone. It's in a town called Megiddo. There's a church there from the second, from the third century. So it's in the 200s, mm. right? It was, it was under another church. Okay. Some guy basically walked through it and put his foot through the floor. And when they looked under it, they found another church. So they excavated this thing. There's a giant mosaic in the middle of the floor. This is from the 200s. Oh, this is before the Council of Nicaea. Yes, yes, yes. Do you, know what, do you know what the mosaic is? Isn't it a fish or something like that? It's the two fish. The fish yes, of Pisces. Yes, I remember. I remember I watched a documentary on that. Yes. <laughs> so anything before 325 AD, they were, they were not taking it literally. I told you the biggest problem with the Bible is, is the level of um aesthetically pleasing writing because they'll be like and jesus said you will not go further and the next sentence will be and then he dropped it you know it's not good writing mm -hmm. you know but it's it's writing from thousands of years ago well if depending on what you're reading it, it's it, it was trans, translated and transliterated in uh when was it 16 yeah, but you gotta understand 15. you gotta understand it's 1611 but you gotta understand is that I don't care how many times the Bible has been translated or retranslated or people want to play politics with words. I'm still applying my codex and my cipher to everything that's <laughs> been translated into English. I mean, I can I can read a little Hebrew, you know, but that doesn't mean that I'm not translating it into English and finding all these patterns still. It's a lot more simpler when you read it in Hebrew, though, right? Uh, well, you have to understand the Bible was never the Old Testament was never. There's no punctuation in the Old Testament. No. <laughs> you have to understand is the Bible was supposed to be one long thread. Mm. One long thread. Right to left as well. Be... Yes, right to left. It was supposed to be the first letter all the way to the last letter of the Torah. It was supposed to be one long thread. The Why Bible you... is actually a code. Hebrew is actually Hebrew is actually a code. It's a language. It's a, it's alive. That's what they oh. believe in the Kabbalah. Anyway, it's alive. That's why nowadays when you, when you learn how to write, right. When they teach you how to spell your name, it's called spelling because you're literally <laughs> casting spells. And obviously with the, um, the, 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 the characters, they have a numerical value as well. Right. That's Gamatria, but I don't get too much into that. I mean, mm. I, I referenced it a little bit in like in my book series, cause they're fiction thrillers. Because that's how you have to teach people nowadays. Yes, indeed. Um, I uh, I do a little bit of gamatria. I have I have like one or two examples throughout the book series, but not too much. Just touch mm. on it though. Well, it's you can't overwhelm them. I think if you used to go into that into too much detail, I think you you, you know. Well, my you... book series has like forty different esoteric sciences in it: fringe science, fringe medicine, uh, old sciences, old medicine. You know, I, I basically uh. it's just and, and it's wrapped around in a story that you could read could be very prevalent in today's science i wrote about uh, uh i wrote about a uh a problem with the vaccine in my fourth book the pangea's pandemic in 2017 i had to put a disclosure at the front of the book i bet you did <laughs> oh man the book came out in 2020 but i'd written it in 2017 yeah it's and this, there is, was it The Edge of Darkness by so-and-so Sloach or whatever? It, and there's another book that was written like in the 80s, like 
literally almost word for word in regards yeah, to what, this. Yeah, what, what was his name? It was um, Dean Coons. I forget which book Coons as well, yes. Dean Coons was The Edge of Darkness, and there was a woman who wrote another book, which was in, in a similar vein as well. Right. Yeah. Interesting times. Micah, another interesting conversation. Please throw your social medias out. Um, I'll make sure I put a link below to your... Is there an update to your um, your book um, on Amazon? Is that my the best seventh, way? My seventh, book, my seventh book comes out in three weeks. Uh-huh. Um, Twitter is Real Mr. Dank, spell out Mr. Facebook and Instagram is Micah Dank. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Micah Dank. Just look my name up. Uh, and it's a channel. I have all my work in there. And um, that's that's pretty much about it. Excellent. Again, thanks for you for your time. Thanks for the conversation. Make sure you go check it out. Um, definitely browse through this the, the collection of books, or maybe wait a few weeks until this new one comes out. Um, like, comment, subscribe. Most definitely share. If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure a five star review if you haven't already so done so check out the merchandise and most definitely check out the um, sponsor Supreme of the UK. Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support.